tomorrow is the premiere of The Kardashians on Hulu, the next chapter for the world's most famous family after ending their original series, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, last year after 20 seasons and 14 years on E! We haven't seen the first episode yet, but what we do know is the episode's title is Burn Them All to the Fucking Ground, so there's that. And it picks up with Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker visiting a fertility specialist to plan their future, and Kim Kardashian getting invited to host Saturday Night Live, which kind of turned into Saturday Night Love. It's where she met, or at least reconnected with, now boyfriend Pete Davidson. I will just put this out there with no shame. I am a diehard Kardashians fan. I watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians or one of its mini spinoffs probably at least once a day. Yes, I am that person. And I've thought a lot about why I love this family, and I think it's because I always wanted a huge group of brothers and sisters, and that's not my reality. But it is their reality, and I love how fiercely they love each other. So another pop culture moment I want to dive into, just like last episode. So I reached out to the man who wrote the book on the Kardashians, Ian Halperin, author of 2016's Kardashian Dynasty, The Controversial Rise of America's Royal Family. Maybe that's another reason why I love the Kardashians. I write about the British royal family all the time, and this is America's royal family. Now, I don't think I have to introduce the ubiquitous Kardashian family to you, but Ian, in addition to writing about the family, is an investigative journalist, writer, and documentary filmmaker that has written about Michael Jackson, Celine Dion, Kurt Cobain, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie, and more. Take a listen to our conversation. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. We have got a lot to talk about as far as the Kardashians go. The Kardashians' new chapter, if you will, which is just called The Kardashians, is premiering tomorrow on Hulu. You have written the book on the famous family, literally. But I have to know, will you be watching this new show, this part two of their reality TV empire, if you will? Absolutely. Look, the Kardashians, they're sort of the McDonald's of um, TV you get addicted to it, the product and the brand. They're not gourmet. They're not Sir Lawrence Olivier, Brad Pitt. Uh, they're not in that sphere, but uh-huh. they're, they're just fodder. And uh, it's an entertaining series. And really, I only have respect for them because my barometer for respect in the uh, entertainment business is anybody who lasts long. And they certainly uh, pass the test of time. Mm-hmm. And they've managed to sustain. So really, uh, only utmost respect for them, even though in my book, I I released quite a few things about their empire from all the tackiness, the shallowness, the air kissing phoniness and the staged uh, boyfriends. But still, I have a profound respect for their brands and how hard they've worked and who can argue with me. You just can't deny them anymore. I don't think you could have denied them in 2016 when your book came out, but in 2022, you cannot deny these women and Rob. Um, and I, you know, you're not, you'll hear this when you listen to the episode. Um, but I say in the introduction to the episode that I watched the Kardashians almost, keeping up with the Kardashians almost every day. Like it's, it's kind of my wind down time. Like, yeah. it's like, it's kind of like, they kind of are like my family in a strange way. I've been doing this almost every day to wind down 
for what, like 15 years. And so that's, I mean, maybe 10 years ago, that would have been embarrassing, but I'm proud to say that I love these women. I think they're fierce. And I think that they are just, I mean, they're, they're, I say they're just getting started, but I mean, who knows what they're capable of? They're amazing. And I, I celebrate them. I, I agree. They've come a long way and there's a lot of good messages attached to them and, and messages of strains empowerment. Uh, and despite having no discernible uh, talents, you know, they don't sing, dance, or act. They've still uh, managed to become one of the most famous brands on television. Yeah, and maybe that is their talent, entrepreneurial brand building. Yes, um, yes. And, you, you know, know uh, they're about celebrity worship, and they're the incarnation of people revering celebrities in 2022, because celebrity isn't what it used to be. We used to all be obsessed, and now celebrities are more like, high-tech people like Elon Musk and podcast people like Joe Rogan and uh, my celebrities personally I'm still with the Kardashians on that one yeah I love it I love it because um, you should be they're really a powerful k-loving clan and uh, (laughs) and they've just been through so much (laughs) you know we've never seen anything like this on tv before there's absolutely you know, Absolutely. you know, and, uh, you know, the, the cardinal rule is of TV is that you don't wax your sister's ass on TV and, <laughs> uh, and they've done that. So, you know, they have done that. Yes, they have. Do you have any insight on what we can expect from this new offering? I know you're incredibly well connected. Yeah, I think from what I've heard from my Kardashian sources, um, is that, it's going to be a bit more light. And, and here's an exclusive for you. Oh, okay. The, exclu- the exclusive that I have is that it will last a short time on Hulu and it's going to make its way shortly to primetime ABC. Interesting. Because ABC. And I, I've, I've heard that from very good sources. ABC and Hulu are connected. That's, you know, yes. I don't even They're owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even have cable anymore. And so I watch all my ABC content on Hulu the day after. So, huh, that is because a great their, their globe conquering charisma. You just can't keep it wrapped in right. Hulu. Right. Uh, you know, a mystery inside Hulu. Uh, people want everything uh, Kardashian. And, you know, also Ryan Seacrest works for ABC. He was the cog in bringing them over. To Hulu, and the plan is I mean, you could look for it shortly. They'll do a few, maybe a series run on Hulu, but they'll they'll be primetime ABC shortly. Well, we just had last week their primetime ABC special with Robin Roberts, so it's kind of all making sense. All the dots are connecting. Thank you for that, Ian. Um, I want to go back in time to pre 2016 when your book. Kardashian Dynasty, The Controversial Rise of America's Royal Family came out. What led you to want to cover the Kardashians? What compelled you after writing about music legends like Michael Jackson, Celine Dion, about Brangelina? What what made you go, okay, the Kardashians are my next book? Yeah, they they were definitely the biggest brand at the time. And with uh, Caitlyn transgendering, I, you know, I specialize in undercover. So a lot of people don't realize it's in the book that I actually went undercover to uh, get a sex change, like to the same doctor that Caitlin has who mm. did the surgery and really, and I, I went to transgender groups. So 
you know, it's a passion of mine, equal rights for years in Hollywood and no homophobia, no transgender phobia. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really the impetus. So to really just sift through their brands and uh, we haven't seen anything remotely on a family TV show since like eight is enough or the Partridge family, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we saw Paris Hilton's A Simple Life, but we, you know, nothing really close that conquered the world like uh, the Kardashians. So keeping up with the Kardashians. So, you know, it's, it was a no brainer. You had the mom who was very much in her daughter's lives particular at the off outset, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. And these sisters' unique personalities combined with their brother was trying to figure out his place in a female home. And then you had the uh, enigmatic Bruce Jenner at the time, who was mm -hmm. sort of the right-wing father who was never quite sure what to do with his daughters and wife. And it just had a natural dramatic structure for an amazing book. And... Um, you know, I approached my publisher and the first thing my publisher told me was, well, we represent Chris Jenner. Okay. And we did her book. So I said, okay, so I guess you don't want this one. And kudos to my publisher at Simon & Schuster. She said, no, no, we'd like to print both sides. We'll definitely take the book. Okay, wow. <laughs> so when did you read the book? Uh, do you um, recall? It was pretty close to when it came out I can remember going to okay. Barnes and Noble and seeing it on the shelf at Barnes and Noble and okay. of course I can't that that cover is beautiful first of all you know the way it's laid yeah. out it's black with the with their gorgeous faces on it and um, of course I grabbed it so I mean I would assume it was pretty close to after it was published nice nice uh, you did copious amounts of research for the book obviously what was the sure. most surprising thing you learned through your research? Well, the biggest thing was about the sex tape because I really wanted to get to the bottom of it. And mm -hmm. I, I learned because I did have deep connections at Vivid and I'd interviewed Vivid CEO before Steve Hirsch when I did the, a movie about Charlie Sheen back in 2011. And uh, I wanted to really break down the uh, inner workings of the sale of the sex tape, what went behind it. And I learned that you needed consent from both parties. And as research further went, I learned that the momager, Chris, was instrumental in brokering the deal, which was incredible to me because as a father, you know, still, no matter how much money you could make as the father of a daughter, I, I would never do that. Uh, I couldn't see myself ever doing that. But look, who can argue it paid off? They became, as a result of that sex tape, all of a sudden you had Ryan Seacrest showing up there with a the camera crew and wanted to see how they film. And it worked out. And the rest was history. They've worked hard. I think hard. she still denies that, right? She's, I'm, I think she well, still denies that ever happened what's she, what's she supposed to say what what parent in their right, right. mind would it right. but you right. do need it's like when paris hilton had the sex tape with rick salman i mean they both signed off on it you know and and kim was trying to emulate her former boss paris so mm -hmm. it you know i put all the pieces of the puzzle together and there was definitely mutual consent you can't release a sex tape 
without mutual consent. It's illegal. Mm. Well, obviously a lot has changed since 2016, understatement of the year. What headlines and goings-ons have shocked you the most in the past six years? Chloe and Tristan, Kim and Kanye, forcing Kim and Pete, which came out of seemingly nowhere. Which headlines have shocked you the most in the past six years? Okay, so let's get into all of them. Um, first, you mentioned Chloe and Tristan. Nothing surprised me there because he's a notorious womanizer. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not like he made some grand entrance into the family and uh, they blithely ignored it all. It, it really was a accident waiting to happen. So I don't think anybody would have been shocked by the way that played out. And I feel bad for Chloe. She hasn't had a lot of success with men. She's actually a great person. So hopefully she finds the right partner mm -hmm. down the road. I'm, I'm yeah. like Chloe. I, I like to consider myself a good person, but just really have had a bad run of it with guys. And so I feel her so deeply on that. Yeah. And, you know, the fact is you're not alone. I mean, most relationships, I just wrote a, my newest books about relationships. It's called Love, Sex and Lollipops. It re was released last month. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the inner workings of relationships in 2022 and how most of them, unfortunately, don't work. It's a very different world and very difficult to sustain. Uh, about 60% result in divorce, 30% are, it's too expensive to get out of it, 4% are undecided, and like 6% are happy. It's, wow. the odds are really against That's you. But staggering. Look, so yeah, that book is called Love, Sex, and Lollipops on Amazon. And you said now. it came out last month? Yeah, last month. Okay, um, we'll be looking for that for sure. But Kim and yeah. Kanye even, I mean, yeah. I thought these two were soulmates. I never saw that coming. Well, I saw it coming, and I think I alluded that in the book that they wouldn't last. Um, you know, I knew a lot of people connected to Kim. I used to date one of Kim's best friends, and okay. and then I knew people connected to Kanye. I, I used to date one of Kanye West's dancers who worked with him for a long time. Uh -huh. So I was really able to get the behind-the-scenes info on how both of these people um operate on a daily basis and i think really kim is a great person any any crew member who's ever worked with kim and i've interviewed many on on the kardashians say she was the nicest out of all of them mm -hmm. she had no ego she worked the hardest whereas kanye he got kim into too many sticky situations uncomfortable and I saw this coming. It was easy to predict. His ego was just bigger than yeah. himself. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was not difficult to predict how the, these behind the scenes would play out, even though on screen it seemed hip and cool and amazing. But, um, it was easily to see how behind the scenes it demonstrated that they were on a path to destruction. And Kim, uh, no matter how glamorous, famous, and powerful uh, Kanye is in the entertainment industry, she had enough. And yeah, with Pete, I, I actually, I've before met- Before we Pete. go on to Pete, I wanna yeah. jump in here about Kanye. You know, something I've learned in my own relationships recently is sometimes, 
love just is not enough. And I, when people would say that to me in the past, I'd say love is always enough, but sometimes it's just, I think, I truly think that Kim still to this day really loves Kanye, but he was never there. He was in Wyoming. He was, he was absent. And then, you know, so much going on with his mental health. That's probably above my pay grade. And so I think she still very much loves him, but the right thing to do isn't always to stay together. And I'm, I'm a child of divorce as well. And I don't think my parents wanted to divorce, but that was the right decision. And ultimately I'm glad they did because I was able to end up growing up in a happy home as opposed to an unhappy home if my parents had just stuck it out. So I, I don't know. I just think, um, I, I think it's, I think it's very sad because I think that there's definitely love on both sides, obviously, but it just couldn't work. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, and I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, because I do, I'll tie in Pete into Kanye and Kim. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's one thing I do admire um, the Kardashians for. You know, they seem to be colorblind, and which is a great thing because uh, you know a lot of them have partners or marry black men, have black babies. But race is never an issue on the show, and I actually applaud that. It's uh, you know, as it's been said before, they embody the American fantasy of the unproblematic. Uh, multiracial family mm -hmm. and i think that's a good thing but with pete and i'll get back to kanye in a second i've met pete i've appeared with him on uh, media before we did a, a radio show together on sirius a few maybe four or five years ago and uh and we got along he's a really nice guy and you know pete he lost his father in 9-11 and he seems really humble and really cool. Uh, you know, uh, he's had a lot of affairs in, the, you know, you saw with uh, Aria Grande and uh, others. Kyle yeah. Gerber. I mean, yes. he's had a lot it, of really famous relationships. So why would Kim be exempt from the final outcome? It makes no sense. So that relationship, I think, is just a is temporary and i do believe wait till you hear this my prediction i do believe that kim and kanye sort of like liz taylor and richard burton will get back together whoa really i really do i think that he's going through counseling now he shut himself off from the world and he's learned his lesson he's been humbled and I do believe they're still in love. Wow. I, I mean, I definitely do believe, I, I definitely believe he is in love with her. I believe she still loves him, whether she's in love with him. I don't know, but wow, that's huge. Um, yeah. they, so you're saying they could be the Liz Taylor, Richard Burton of, of our time. Yes. Of our generation. Uh, I, I really believe he's going to do whatever it takes the, st the necessary steps to reunite and uh, how to garner and and wield himself back into uh, Kim's life. Wow. And that's what I believe he's trying to do. Um, and, you know, I think we he'll have do whatever he, he has to do because he obviously he realized that the mistakes that he made. And I applaud people that that own their mistakes, um, whether it will be enough remains to be seen. But wow. That's that's a that's huge. We'll see if that you know, happens. He, 
he even offered to become Kim's stylist full time. He's obsessed with her. He was going to quit his uh, his job as a musician to become Kim's full time stylist. Mm. And look, it's just silly, mindless fun. But you know, we have to look at the big picture of this Kardashian group of empowered women turning their utter lack of talent into a multi-billion dollar uh, media and TV empire. And who can argue with that? It's a lot of hard work and they certainly put in the, the time and, yeah. and they've certainly matured along the way. Absolutely. All of them. And that's been the beauty of it. They've become very powerful, educated and perceptive women and role models who would have yeah. ever thought well one one person that's not going to be joining us on the hulu the kardashian series is caitlin jenner she's been pretty vocal about her hurt over not being asked to be a part of this new project what are your thoughts on that the look the one rule with the kardashians is you step on their toes once they'll never reopen the door to you. The only person who they seem to reopen the door to all the time, Scott Disick, because I think he's he has- my next too, question for you. He's my next yeah, question for you. I think he has too much on them. And if he ever does a tell-all, they could be toast. Mm. So, but everybody else, they eat and spat out in a second, all the Kardashian men. We've seen floods of them from Lamar Odom, you know, to, uh, well, to Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn. It's just been, wow, what to, what's his name? The guy, um, Chris Humphreys. They yeah. just eat you and spit you out. And, but now they've changed. When you see Kim being so, you know, finishing her first year of law school, she passed the first year bar finally. She failed twice mm -hmm. and finally passed. And you see her being active in social causes. Who would have ever thought that? She used to be like mm -hmm. an airhead, Kim Kardashian. And now she's involved in LBGTQ, as well as supporting charities like Alzheimer's. She speaks out against the Armenian genocide. I mean, wow, we need Kim Kardashian in this world. We do. I agree. Um, so let's talk. You know, you see what she did for Alice Marie Johnson. Yeah. Uh, who's been serving more than 20 years for a nonviolent crime. I mean, good on Kim. I mean, she well, really- yeah. Let's park there for a second, because since 2016, Kim has launched multiple business empires from fragrance to beauty to shapewear, has, yeah. as you said, passed the baby bar and is working on becoming a lawyer. She's added two more kids to her family since 2016, totaling four. Um, she's in the middle of a divorce and in a relationship again. And so she, I don't know how she does it all. I really have no idea how she has the same 24 hours in a day that I do, but I just want to, I just want to celebrate that because, and if, if listeners are saying, wow, you're really uh, being very kind to the Kardashians. I am because I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of women getting shit done and, and kicking ass and, and no one can deny that these women get it done. And I just want to celebrate that for a moment. So I may be in the, yeah. in the unpopular minority here. But yeah, I, you, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And you know what? The, the beauty of them is, you know, when you look at other TV families over the years, uh, even Dallas and Dynasty, the Kardashians 
dysfunction never feels redundant, which is very hard to accomplish. <laughs> and, you know, they, they survive. And, yeah. you know, I think their brand was made for this era and it's here to stay. They keep proving that. And, uh, you know, it's not like anymore the outlandish behavior of money kin is the norm. You know, they're a real-time show that really brings a lot of so positive social messages. Yeah, hobbled by history, maybe a dated storyline. It still holds up to the extremities of TV because the plot, even for the reboot now, it's a familiar one, but we never really know what to expect in right. the next episode and that's what keeps it fresh because you know they have lucrative energy and i think they're just at the center of the hub which means their reboots will be probably far more diverse than the original mm -hmm. and it will probably outmaneuver what they did on e that's my prediction. It's going to do yeah. well. It's going to be on ABC. I guarantee you. I'm excited for it. Um, Courtney just got married to Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker. And he, like Kanye West before him with Kim, was a longtime Kardashian family friend that turned into a romance. They obviously seem to be so happy and so in love. And I want to know, though, how is Scott Disick doing with the news of their wedding this month? I, I, I heard that I saw the headline and I said, oh, somebody's got to go check on Scott. It does seem that he has a girlfriend. I saw him with her on the red carpet for the Hulu premiere last week. But still, how is Scott doing? I think Scott's taking the high road. That relationship's been over for years. And uh, in, a, in a sort of funny, self-referential sort of way, you know, he might take tongue-in-cheek shots at Courtney, but I think deep down he wishes her the best. And uh, it's not like some dramatic illicit affair going on you know they've been estranged for years and uh i think you'll just see uh scott be in the new series as a competent member of the cast and be engaging enough to uh reinvent himself on the new show but you think he's moving on oh yeah he's moved on Okay, because, you know, I, I look at Scott, I look at Kanye, I look at Tristan, and I and I say all of these men really were not great to these women, but then they're all so shocked when these women move on and because it, you didn't treat them well. You had you had a wonderful woman and you did her wrong and then everyone's surprised when they move on to greener pastures, if you will. I just, I don't- I, I think with the Kardashian women, it's an unavoidable reality pardon the pun but uh you know if you really don't match the right profile for them you're going to end there end up of uh, as being the center of scandal and um and your career options will become limited as we've seen with chris humphreys and uh lamar odom yeah well to round it out you know of course since your book came out kylie's launched multiple empires of her own. Kendall's a bona fide supermodel. Rob, as you said, is laying low, figuring it out. All reports say that he is an outstanding father to dream Kardashian. So much as ever is happening in the family. 
but I'll be honest, I've missed them since keeping up with the Kardashians went off the air last year. So I'm wondering from your inside perspective, why the family left E? Because from what I could see as just a casual observer, the show is still doing really well. Uh, It just ran its course. I think, uh, you know, the scheduling of E wasn't some sort of blow up or tension. It was just uh, they wanted to uh, to shoot rap and that's it and move on. And I think it was Ryan Seacrest who really sold them the virtues and the uh, benefits of being at ABC. Mm-hmm. And I think it's being, you know, so well planned. And we're going to see now their thick lashes, their plump <laughs> mouths foaming on the cameras of ABC and uh, you know although some of them have said in the past if they had enough money they wouldn't do the show uh-huh. but so it's got to be more about money because obviously they all have enough money Courtney said in the past if she had enough money she certainly wouldn't do the show right and uh, you know and you know Courtney says she didn't want to live around people who would make her feel bad on a daily basis. And, uh, she, you know, and she even said that she doesn't want to be filming with some fucking cunt like Kim. So that, that <laughs> word, that, that C word has never been on this show before. So there that yeah, is. She did say that. My, and, my, my. Uh, you know, so it sort of began to publicly implode their brand and it was tiresome. So what they did was just take a breather and then reinvent themselves. It's gonna, not going to be as racy because this is going to go to ABC. So it's all going to be edited uh-huh. very uh-huh. well. But, um, you know, it, it extends the Kardashians news cycle, gives them more visibility, and it proves they're one of the world's most ubiquitous, uh, powerful Hollywood brands ever. Ubiquitous is is definitely the word. Absolutely. My last question for you, will there ever be a world where the Kardashians aren't the center of attention or there will there ever be a world where the Kardashians are not on our television screens because it has been that way for 15 years now? Well, you know, one of the most enduring criticisms about them has been that they're way too visible, too pervasive. Um, And then on the other hand, people argue that exposure is their bread and butter. That's what they need. They need to be ubiquitous. They need to be on all the magazine covers. Um, Look, nobody's above. I've seen it all in Hollywood. Uh, Rarely have we seen a brand last this long, you know, 13 year reign over pop culture. It's rare. We rarely see it. Usually Hollywood eats you, spits you out. And in this particular brand i think they'll be around another few years they'll be on all the late night tv shows big book deals again however the you know we've seen it all nobody lasts forever in this crazy business of television and entertainment and there's no exception there you know we we all check into the same hotel at the end of the day unfortunately And nobody's bigger than life. So to answer your question, I do think there will be a day when we see the next version. Somebody, you know, in in everything, in music and movies, 
in uh, podcasts. It's up to somebody else to come along and take it to a higher level. And then the person who was there before just fades into oblivion. So that's essentially what will happen eventually. That's my prediction. You are such a delight. Kardashian Dynasty, the controversial rise of America's royal family is obviously out now and completely worth the read. And The Kardashians premieres April 14th on Hulu. Thank you so much for being here today, Ian. Thank you. I really enjoyed doing it. And uh, congratulations on such a great uh, podcast. It's really entertaining. Uh, It's been an honor to be here. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Thank you, Ian. We'll be back in your feed this weekend to chat about the forthcoming Showtime series, The First Lady, both about the office itself and the three specific first ladies the series zooms in on, Eleanor Roosevelt, Betty Ford, and Michelle Obama. Talk soon.